to MacCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Dr. Lauren Vicker. This week, MacCast has a sports theme. We are turning the microphone over to two students, Nick Calabrese and Julian Winters, who were enrolled in the interviewing class in the fall semester. As part of the course, the students conducted their first ever podcasts, and we wanted to share some of those episodes with you. First up, Nick Calabrese a senior, media, and communication major, and a member of Fisher's golf team. For his podcast, Nick invited a golf teammate, Andrew Card, a junior finance and accounting major. They analyzed the United States' disappointing performance in this year's Ryder Cup International Golf Competition. Hello and welcome to MacCast, a podcast by the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Nick Calabrese, and my guest today is Andrew Card. Andrew's a member of the golf team here at St. John Fisher, and he's a huge Ryder Cup fan. So today, we're going to recap the Ryder Cup that took place last week. Obviously, it didn't go as planned for the American team. They kind of took a big beating. They lost 17.5 to 10.5, and they really didn't have much going the whole week. Um, this year took place in France at Lake Golf National. And what were your initial thoughts of the course this week? You know, right off the bat, I was thinking that this course would kind of like eliminate the uh what they had going into the United States was definitely the favorite. But like the, the United States, a lot of the players on the team are bombers of the golf ball, which really is great for like hitting the ball deep down and really gives you a shorter club coming in. So, you know, really make low numbers. The Golf National in France, uh, a lot of water around the course, uh, takes out takes the driver out of the hand in a lot of holes, which really gives an advantage to Team Europe. Um, still going into the week, I thought the United States was going to take it home. Mm-hmm. But I definitely thought this course leveled out the playing field a little bit. Yeah, so that's definitely one of the advantages to hosting the Ryder Cup when you're uh, when you're a country host, which it's switched every other year. So last time the Ryder Cup took place, the American team hosted it at Hazeltine in Minnesota, and they set the course up in a way that benefited them with low rough, and they were able to make a lot of birdies. This year was way different, as Andrew mentioned, and that definitely favored the European team. One of the teams that stood out for Europe was the team of Tommy Fleetwood and Francesco Molinari. Um, they went 4-0 and in their matches, and what was your takeaway from their play this week? Yeah, they played great together. I wasn't really expecting them to be a dominant force in the Ryder Cup. I mean, they're both great players in their own right. Like Obviously, Molinari and Fleetwood both win tournaments within the last couple of years, but I didn't really see them being a power duo. But they really worked together. They did a really good job of if someone's out of the hole, they, they got it back. There's a lot of energy and enthusiasm for mm-hmm. both of them. Like you saw, like the iconic putt, I think it was on 17 by Tommy Fleetwood when he yeah. literally dropped and yeah. just got overly excited. But they're a great team. It's really impressive how they beat Tiger Woods, probably mm-hmm. arguably one of the best players of all time. And like they, they were the reason why Tiger went 0-4 at three of the losses coming yeah. from Fleetwood and Molinari. Yeah, that was definitely one of the most surprising things was Tiger's play this week coming off the win. Last week at the Tour Championship, a lot of people thought he would be a staple for the American team this year. Obviously, his career in the Ryder Cup hasn't been exceptional, but he has been solid, and this week he was definitely a big disappointment. But outside of Tiger, who else did you think from the United States team needed to step up and they didn't? Obviously, I think one of them was Dustin Johnson. Yeah, um, I agree with both of those, but uh, I really saw Ricky doing well. I know he's coming off an injury, but the last couple of weeks since he's been back, he played well. Obviously, as DJ, he's number one player in the world, mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson, so you'd think he'd really step up. But overall, no one really stood out in the Ryder Cup except for like Justin Thomas. I think he was the most successful player at 3-1, and one, mm-hmm. I believe, in the Ryder Cup. And just overall, like we had, I think, multiple, I think six players in the top ten in the world, something yeah. like that. So we really should have won this tournament, and a lot of people didn't live up to their expectations, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's definitely one of the things that um, they need to focus on is just getting more teams there. So because it seems like the European teams, every year they have guys coming out. This year was, like I mentioned earlier, Fleetwood and Molinari, but in the past it's been Sergio, Ian Poulter. Always got, these guys seem to rise to the occasion in the Ryder Cup, whereas the United States team just hasn't been able to find that dominant team. I think the one team you mentioned was Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Those two really stood out with their play this week. Yep. But who else do you think going forward could take that step forward to be the one that really leads the United States team? Um, I think going forward, and I like them as a duo. I mean, obviously there's a lot of controversy about Spieth and Reed not playing together because mm -hmm. they've been, like, one more win. They mo would have been the most successful duo of U.S. history. But I like them together, like, uh, they've been wanting to play together since they're 14 years old, like mm. playing in junior tournaments. I like them going forward. I also think that uh, they need to start pairing Tiger with someone more like his game. Like Patrick Reed, it's a very emotional golfer, whereas his heart is on his sleeve, you know, like Tiger's very laid back and very conservative. So need, they need to pair him up in the future better mm. if he's still playing. But also I think Dustin Johnson's really got to step forward, maybe with uh, Ricky Fowler or someone who matches their game like, and get to offset each other. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that was interesting this year was the Legoff National hosted a tournament on the European Tour earlier this year, and the only player who went to the tournament was Justin Thomas. And a lot of the analysts now are saying that his play there could have led to this performance this week. So do you think it would have been a good idea looking back for a lot more American players to go over there and play in the summer? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it helped a lot. I mean, a lot of these guys saw the course for the first time ever. And, you know, like on tour, they go the same courses every year. Mm -hmm. And not too many, there's not too many first, first time winners on a tour event. It's like, they got to know the course. Like, Tiger has multiple wins at multiple different golf courses, but like, because he got to know the golf course. I think if they went over, they would have helped a lot. I mean, I think, did Thorborn Olsen win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, he, so he's on the European side, and he, he won that tournament at the Golf National, mm -hmm. and it, which led him to a pretty successful Ryder Cup. Yeah. Even uh, Brooks Kepka had a solid week, too, and he's a guy who's played a lot in Europe. So I think part of it is just having that experience, and that's something the U.S. team really needs to focus on uh, in the coming years. They haven't won in Europe and now in 25 years. Um, so that's they were able to win the Ryder Cup last year in the United States but they really need to focus on finding a way to win in Europe. Um, next year, or in two years, the Radical will be at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. What's your expectations for that tournament going into it? I expect that the guys who are on the leaderboard right now will continue to keep on going through the next couple of years, and I really think the United States will have an advantage at Whistling Straits. Um, tough golf course. I don't think, like you said earlier, both countries set up the golf course their style. I don't think they'll put the rough up too high mm -hmm. to, to like really give the United States an advantage. I expect the United States being on home turf to win that tournament because they've all played it on tour. Right. And a lot of guys from Europe have too, but like this really helps out the bombers of the, mm. of the team, which is like Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, even Ricky Fowler and a couple of people just can really hit the golf ball mile to give them an advantage. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that will take a big play in this because they've hosted multiple majors there at Whistling Street, so the American team is very familiar with it. And I think that's something that should definitely help them. But We'll see how that one goes. Um, anything else that you think they need to do before that Ryder Cup to really focus on? Um, I think they got a, it appeared that Team Europe really had the advantage in alternate shot and playing together. I think the United States is such like a individual mindset, mm -hmm. I felt like for this Ryder Cup. Um, they weren't in queue for alternate shot. I don't think they had the best pairings for alternate shot. So I think they gotta like play more alternate shot in best ball matches. Mm -hmm. like really like fine-tuning your partnership before 
like a couple days before we weren't sure what the pairings would be it was like all like skepticism like like we had mm-hmm. no idea who was going to play with who so i feel like if they like fine tune that and really practice and own like like what they need to do i think they'll be more successful yeah, I definitely agree with that. Andrew, thank you for your time today. It was nice meeting with you and having your insight on the Ryder Cup, and hopefully the U.S. can implement some of these changes going forward and be more successful both in the United States and in Europe. Thanks, Nick. Thanks. The second interview in our student showcase is conducted by Julian Winters, our audio producer for MacCast. Julian is general manager of Cardinal Television and has his own show called Up to Speed. Julian did his podcast as an audio-only version of Up to Speed, in his interview with Charlie Casper. Charlie is a senior finance major who came to discuss his ideas for his own podcast, Small Market Media. Hello everyone, this is your host, Julian Winters. Yes, this is up to speed and you cannot see my face, but you can hear this beautiful voice. Today in the studio, I have Charlie Casper, a senior at St. John Fisher College. He is studying finance and is hoping to become an entrepreneur. Over the summer, he was a loan analysis intern and throughout his free time, he was able to understand what he wanted to do post-graduation. And he's thinking of coming, making a future podcast. How you doing, Charlie? Doing good, Julian. How are you doing, man? Doing all right. And uh, how was your week? How's your week so far? I know it's just Tuesday, but how's your week? Oh, it's Tuesday, but I'm tired. We're always tired. Your team no sleep. You know yeah. how it goes. <laughs> what about you? I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. All right. So um, I know you're from the Roch- close to the Rochester area. What's yep. your favorite sports teams? Uh, let's go football. We got to go Buffalo Bills. Repping Bills all day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball. This is gonna seem odd to you, but Portland Trailblazers. Wow, all the way out west. Oh, I know. I know. Going far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the baseball, this is gonna seem odd too, but I'm a big fan of the Texas Rangers. Diehard wow. Rangers fan. You, you so, all over the yeah, map. Yeah, we're all over the map here. I didn't know about that. I knew the Bills, yeah. but I didn't know all about that. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you watch this, your sports and your sports teams, how do they shape you into the player you are? The person, excuse me, that you are. Oh uh, well, you already know Bills Mafia, yeah. right? The Buffalo yeah. Bills fan Hard base. Fan, yeah, definitely during football season. You know that my week is dependent on uh, how the Bills do in the previous week. Yeah. This week, you know, I'm tired so far. They took a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> took a mean L to the Packers, but my sport teams are they definitely define how I am for the week. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because a couple weeks ago y'all shot the world against the Vikings, yeah, yeah. and then this week the Packers just shut y'all out. Tell me, ain't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's rookie mistakes, you know. <laughs> I feel you on that. Now, do you listen to a lot of sports radio shows or podcasts? I listen to a fair share. Um, Pat McAfee podcast. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, I listen the to brand. that. Yep, yeah, the, for the brand. Listen to that basically all summer at my internship. Every episode from May to August. Gotcha. Now, uh, did these radio shows and podcasts, did they influence your thought process of what you wanted to do with a future podcast on your hands? They certainly inspired me. Um, you know, I, this doesn't sound right, I guess, but I kind of looked up to Barstool Sports. Really? Kind of, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's they introduced me into the podcast world and, you know, covering sports and stuff. And I was just sitting at work one day thinking, like, this would be really cool to do right. with a bunch of friends, you know? Yeah, I feel you. What's your goals for the podcast? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish out of this? So essentially what I want to do is shed light on the smaller things, hence the name Small Market Media. Gotcha. Um, the smaller sports teams like the Portland Trailblazers, yep. the Phoenix Suns, you know, the Padres. Like these teams, nobody pays attention to them. Huh. And there's, there's talent out there, and um, why not cover them? Yeah. You know, there's somebody that wants to see these guys covered. Sports Center doesn't do it. I agree, because so. they don't get as much media coverage as you would like. 
Like yeah. it's now that I'm in the Rochester area, I hear all about the Bills. Mm-hmm. But when I'm from I'm from Philly, I don't hear nothing Yo, about the Bills. Who is this team? <laughs> so I'm like, the Bills. Who was that? Yeah. So it was very interesting. Yeah. Now for your future, the small market media. What is the mission statement for this? Mission statement. Um, keep it short and sweet for now. A niche for everyone. Okay. So you know, a niche is like a small little community that we learned way back in high school and. Uh, there really is a niche for everybody, you know. Everybody likes their certain sports team, and who knows what it is? MLS? I don't know. These teams aren't covered, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So people want to want their coverage on their favorite team. Gotcha. Now, do you have a, a team or staff that you're recruiting, or how's that going about? I'm trying to. Um, yeah, I've reached out to a couple friends, yourself included, yeah. and a couple friends from back home too. I want like dedicated sports fans that really put the time and effort into learning their favorite teams or the smaller teams the the finite things you know what i'm saying yeah now let's i'm gonna uh, pick your brain a little bit sure. what's your small goal for this podcast and what's your big goal like saying where do you see it going from beginning to where do you see it going from the end so from the beginning like i said start up with a little podcast you know something to get exposed um get more exposure to the name see if people like it like the idea that that yet i have to find out still but long term here is there's a lot of plans and a lot of ways this can go is we can expand to a YouTube channel, Ooh, you know, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah, we can YouTube channel website, just this whole little brand like Barstool Sports. And, and there's a lot of different areas we can cover, not just sports right. like music. Yeah. You know, think Justin Bieber, right? Small yeah. little kid posting videos on YouTube. Guess who finds them? Ludacris. Right. That's and that's you would have never dream. thought Ludacris would find. That's there's, weird. Yeah, there's talent out there, and you know, it's it's Kendrick Lamar had to start somewhere. J. Right. Cole, yeah. um, Jay Z. So let's let's find this talent and shed some light on them. You know. I agree with you. Now, for those who want to get involved or find this interesting, how can they contact you? How can they get more information about this? Well, you know, you can uh, you can email me at my Fisher email. That's for sure. Hit me up on social media at ccasper12 on Twitter. DM me, mention me, whatever you want to do, and we can definitely be in contact. Okay. Now, say ESPN, SportsCenter, NBA TV, NFL TV, some major network wants to take on your podcast and put it on their show for 30 minutes a day. How do you pitch that to the client? How do I pitch that? Wow, that's a good question, actually. You know, (laughs) I say, simply put, you know, you guys don't cover these guys. You know, people want this. This is what the people want. You know how many fans are out there right. that, that follow the Bills or these other yeah. teams that I like even? I don't see coverage on them. If yeah. It can't just be me. Sports is such a big industry. I agree. So, you know. Yeah. And it's just, we piggyback. We did this a little bit. I just want to piggyback. It's so interesting that these teams just don't get the coverage that they deserve. Mm-hmm. They're in the MLB. They're in the NFL. They're in the NBA. They're doing, they're in these that, leagues. That's the dream. And they're not getting covered. Yeah. How is that possible? How does that make them feel, too? Right. You know? Like, for example, the Dallas Cowboys are always on primetime games. Oh, is Jerry Jones God. paying yeah. for these games? So, like, the Cowboys, what's going man, on there? Don't even get me started with that. You, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, so I don't care about the Cowgirls. I'll call them the Cowgirls yeah. instead. They ain't the Cowboys. Listen to this. Buffalo Bills have their first Monday night game in, right. what, five years maybe? Yeah. And it's home, which is good. I mean, we made the playoffs last year. That's why. I bet we don't have a uh, primetime next year. It's crazy. It is. I can't it's believe unfortunate, this. you know. Uh, for the audience members that are listening to this podcast, do you have anything to say that I haven't introduced or brought about? Um, you know, definitely follow up with me if you're interested. Um, this is an idea that I need brains for. I need a lot of people to kind of get this thing rolling, get the ball rolling. 
And if you're interested in something like this and you cover a small team and you have the expertise that I don't have, then, you know, let me know because we definitely can use people and it's, it's, if it's of your interest, just contact me. Sounds good. I'll be getting in contact with you after this podcast. Please do. This has been another episode of The Speed, this time with a special guest, Charlie Casper from St. John Fisher College. Till next time, see you soon. Well, that concludes this student showcase of MacCast. I'd like to thank Nick Calabrese and Julian Winters for agreeing to share their work with you. Thanks also to Andrew Card and Charlie Casper for their willingness to be part of the students' podcast. MacCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Listen on SoundCloud or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and like us on social media so others can find and enjoy these conversations. Julian Winters is our audio producer. Our original theme music was composed and performed by Dr. Joseph Lopicaro. Jordan Proietti designed our logo. Cecil Felton is executive producer. And I'm Lauren Vicker. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.